Okay, hello everybody. Chapo coming at you. Uh, recording Wednesday, December 21st, but you'll be receiving this transmission on Thursday, December 22nd. I don't want there to be any confusion. Oh, it's getting getting down to the end of the year. Um, gentlemen, how, how, is, how is your Christmas planning, holiday shopping, and uh, New Year's mirth? How's that proceeding along? I have already, um, all gifts have already arrived, like, at my mom's house. Um, the Coke freestyle machine, the slot machines, the exotic aquarium, all the things that she, uh, who was born in the 1950s, will personally have to carry back upstairs. No, I'm, 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 I'm done with all my shopping. Uh, it remains to be seen whether uh, I will make it to Chicago, uh, given the storm, or oh, yeah. if I will be I- lost forever. In Jack Frost's new Bermuda Triangle, it is uh, it is negative twenty degrees where I'm going tomorrow to uh, visit Catherine's family for uh, for Christmas. I'm hoping to make it in polar before, vortex, baby. Yeah, I'm hoping to hoping to make it in before any of the uh, serious weather hits. But best of luck to me. That's where we're taking care of it today. You know what though? Uh, there, there's some there's there's a little bit of uh, political news to get to, but. Since Felix, since you since you mentioned exotic aquariums and things of that nature, I thought we could do some animal news to begin the show. Ooh, hit me. Okay, so there is an exotic aquarium accident in uh, Germany. Did you see this? Well, let oh, me bring it up. It was it was in Germany. Let me guess. It was a lovers' quarrel. <laughs> uh, Berlin aquarium disaster. Uh, cleanup effort. An estimated fifteen hundred saltwater fish were living in the Aquadome Aquarium at the Radisson Blue Hotel Complex in Berlin when it burst. So, th- I mean, this wasn't even really an officially. This wasn't even an official an aquatic sanctuary or aquarium. This was a Radisson Blue Hotel that had some sort of four-story saltwater aquarium with over a thousand fish in it, and uh, the goddamn thing um, just just cracked or exploded. It says a cleanup yeah, efforts were underway on when Saturday. You have privatized uh, aquariums. They don't have the the safety regulations, and all of a sudden, boom! You're you're up to your damn hips in uh, those weird pie plate fish. I feel like having a four story aquarium in a hotel is just like begging to have your hotel ruined by Mister Bean. <laughs> <laughs> it's an invitation well, actually, yeah. for shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, uh, Mr. Bean for some, but uh, for me, when I'm thinking of some sort of um, uh, exotic aquarium disaster, I'm thinking um, Agent Ethan Hunt from the first Mission Impossible slamming that glue, that that gum together, throwing it on the thing and Prague blowing up a whole restaurant full of fish. Uh, This could have been an IMF uh, operation gone wrong or gone right. uh, We don't know. Maybe those fish uh, were the targets. (laughs) Maybe they knew too much. Yeah. You know, you're, I was talking about this with somebody yesterday about how, like, you know, you know what really fell off? Piranhas. No one talks. Yeah, you don't about hear about piranhas lowered. ever anymore. Yeah, I think it's because everyone got the internet and like looked up, like, oh, do piranhas really eat people? And they all got the same answer, which is like, no, they're actually like pussies. Yeah, they kind of just like eat hamburger. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's like it's like the difference between Venus flytraps when you're you imagine them as a kid, and then when you see one at a flower store. Yeah, yeah. I got it's like yeah. I got, it's like, I, I, got I got a Venus flytrap at a flower store because I was thinking I'm going to be seeing it like you know masticating insects, and it'll be like you know it'll be like Mario Brothers basically. But no, yeah, I did too. I had a little plan. one. And uh, I overfed it. I like dropped ground beef down into the skullet and it just, the, the head just turned black and fell off. Oh, in America, even our piranhas in Venus flytrap eat burger. <laughs> Venus, fl- Venus flytraps and piranhas are like, you know, rappers who cultivate like a big like street image and then someone just like runs up on them. <laughs> they just like they destroyed their careers. Everyone saw their pussy. <laughs> Uh, it says here, uh, two people sustained injuries in the disaster at the Radisson Blue Complex, which housed the so-called Aquadome. Oh, wait, I sorry, I misread that. I thought it said Aquadome, which would have been cooler, but the Aquadome. I guess it's Berlin, so they need, they need some sort of uh, aquatic dom in a 24-7 lifestyle DS relationship with uh, Germany and thousands of saltwater fish. Yeah, it just a, it's a whale that, like, whips BMW executives with its tail. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's uh you go to the you go to the uh the men's room at the radisson blue and you can get you can get squirted on with a blowhole 
I'll just, <laughs> <laughs> just blast you. Um, uh, there were an estimated 1,500 tropical fish living in the aquarium at the time it burst. Out of those, most of the fish in the tank died. Hotel guests no. reported seeing many dead fish on the ground and among the rubble in the hotel. Other dead fish were found in the streets of Berlin in front of the hotel. This Good is like, news, uh, though. The, uh, there's uh, half-price uh, rolls at the sushi restaurant downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> This is a, uh, you know, it's like, I think maybe this is a Russian retaliation for the Nord Stream pipeline is blowing up <laughs> the, the Aquadam in uh, Berlin. So, like, all of the fish didn't die, though? Is that what I it, think like- they were, I mean, like, I, you know, I think probably uh, 1,499 of them died, and they were able to, like, scoop one up in time, put it in a coffee cup or something. That, that one fish is built different. <laughs> that one, oh my God, that one fish is going to be so fucking. T- that fish is going to be like Adrian Brody in The Pianist. <laughs> You'd be like, why did I survive? <laughs> <laughs> it says, a few, I did say a, a few survived because it was. Uh, uh, but below 20 degrees Fahrenheit in Berlin at the time. And keep in mind, these are tropical fish. So uh, not great for them. It said Berlin's fire department said, said some of the fish had survived in puddles that resulted from the destruction of the one million liter tank. Several dozen were found alive and in the remains of the tank, the fire department said on Twitter. So, um, yeah, if you're looking for, yeah, as you said, as you said, Matt, if you're looking for cheap sushi rolls, check out Berlin in the next, uh, in the next couple weeks, maybe. People are keeping yeah. them on ice. It's pretty cold over there. Yeah, right now. They're sending all those like dried out, rotted fish carcasses, carcasses <laughs> to uh, Greece for Christmas dinner. <laughs> Here, enjoy. <laughs> Look what we got, you guys. Don't say we never did anything for you. Well, I, I you know, uh, Radisson Blue uh, Hotel, Berlin, uh, that is not the way of water, what you're doing. Blowing up that fucking aquadome. Killing all those fish? No, thank you. Yeah, the Navi are not going to be happy. This is sad. Very sad only. Uh, going, yeah, Jake Sully is, uh, he does not see this. He does not see this. Going from one uh, di- zoo disaster, one, one aquarium-related disaster to a zoo-related disaster, uh, headline for the New York Post, uh, Swedish zoo under fire for shooting chimps after they escaped the enclosure. That now, was I don't fucking wild. What the that fuck, man? Insane. What is going on? Talk about talk about social democracy really just being no, a, a, a nice wrapping fascism. and bow for fascism. <laughs> that really is, God, dude. That really is the swastika underneath the smile and the bike lanes, isn't it? Uh, Stieg Larsson wrote all those books about this. The original title was actually Men Who Hate Chimps. <laughs> uh, Furovik Zoo in Sweden is facing backlash for fatally shooting four of seven chimpanzees. That is, goddamn, this is like the great escape. This is like the end of the great escape where they just take Attenborough into the Massacre Attenborough, yeah. <laughs> they thought they, they, captured the, they captured the apes. They all thought they were going back to the zoo in the back of a fucking armored personnel carrier. And they're like, oh, we're going to stop in this field just for a second. Boy, we had some fun. Uh, we had some fun in downtown Stockholm, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> they've, been in, they've been in NATO for like a day. And now they just they instantly started senselessly murdering things. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sorry to bring it down with this story. And I know how I know I know how how uh, dear we feel about chimps on this show. But it says uh, Furovik Zoo in Sweden is facing backlash for fatally shooting four of seven chimpanzees that escaped their enclosure Wednesday. Marksmen and several police officers were called to help contain the situation. With the zoo defending why it didn't use sedatives, sleeping is not an option when a chimpanzee goes outside his enclosure, risking human safety. To shoot with sedation arrows, you need to be very close to the animal, the zoo said on its Facebook page. So, I mean, they were, this sounds like they were just lazy. They were yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to go all the way over there by that. Oh, no, thank you. I'm going to take this Barrett 50 caliber and hit it from 500 yards. <laughs> <laughs> you are shooting like, from my fucking living room. Like, like this is like a, a terrible story for a bunch of reasons. And I do, I have to agree with uh, what one of my friends from the Gibbon community said that like this is. This is like kind of proof why you shouldn't like keep great apes in a zoo, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. like, I mean, I do get, and I do get the rationale. Like chips are scary and they can really fuck people up, but that's just like yeah. another reason why they should only be in like, you know, like larger enclosures and pre- and like, uh, like ape preserves. But I have to say, if you're like a Swedish army guy, and you were you're like this is the most action the they've gotten you, in years. Exactly. It's like you there's no there's no even like Gulf Storm you were in. 
There is no chance of you ever firing your weapon like with a purpose. And now like this is good. Like this will be the, the only guys in the Swedish military who have like combat infantrymen badges. <laughs> they got the ranger tags for the Zoom yeah. zoo incident. Yeah. Those are, that's like their Delta force now. Like the <laughs> only guys who have seen combat since like, their grenadier was an official position in the army. <laughs> they're gonna get a fucking. They're gonna get a challenge coin with just a dead ape on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Felix, you meant you, you mentioned ape preserves. Well, the, the the boys back in the barracks will be having some ape preserves themselves, and they chop them up and stuff them in <laughs> jars to eat. Because I assume that's what Swedish people do, but not share it with um, friends or family because that's not what yeah. Swedish people do. They they really do eat some disgusting food over there real <laughs> crimes real crimes against cuisine the, the the banana and curry pizza is one that i think about sometimes oh so yeah swedish food all has like it is the same like color scheme as a hospital room <laughs> just a bunch of like beige pastels uh, uh the zoo officials also said that uh they they did not shoot with a uh, sedative arrows because uh, combined with the fact that it can take up to 10 minutes before the anesthesia appe- anesthesia appears, it would pose a great danger to human safety. When a chimpanzee is loose in the park, you unfortunately need to shoot to euthanize it. I'm sorry. You can't just like blow some fentanyl in its face and have it just <laughs> drop dead or drop asleep right there. We don't we don't know Chimps- that works. We don't have that well, science mind, picked out here. Chimps in Sweden don't have the same media that we have here in America, so they're not aware that they can just pretend to play dead if they come near fentanyl. Ten minutes is like a really long time for a yeah, sedation I mean, dart to metabolize. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm questioning. I'm questioning the time frame that they're giving on these sedative darts because, like, okay, let's say it's not an animal as deadly as a chimp escaped this enclosure. They've gotten close enough. They have the sedative arrows. What the fuck is even the point of shooting with a sedative arrow? You got to wait ten or fifteen minutes before you can pick it up. Yeah, that seems like it would never be applicable in any situation, except for maybe like a sloth. Yeah, a sloth gets out. Okay, we can wait ten minutes. A chimp could like eradicate a bloodline in ten minutes. Oh yeah, but just yeah. grab dicks, just snap dicks off in a line. Yeah, I mean, okay, like again, not defending the story, and again, I do think that like great apes should have better accommodations. But again, like if you were going to shoot any primate for the safety of others, probably this one. I mean, yeah, as you said, chimps are evil guys. Yeah. And it's not like they get less evil when we stick them in fucking enclosures. (laughs) Yeah. We (laughs) kind of put put them them in like fucking supermax. Yeah. Um, But yes, apparently some uh, cognitive zoologists from the University of Lund who spent years researching the chimps revealed they have suspended their cooperation with the zoo because of the shootings. I knew them personally, I would say. I've hugged Amanda, I've kissed Linda, and I've had tug-of-wars with Santino, researcher Matthias Oswald told, BB, told the BBC, adding that the chimpanzees had reportedly broken out of their enclosure many, many years ago when visitors were there. Reported to be a favorite of Sweden's Crown Prince Victoria, Crown Princess Victoria, Santino was known for his art skills and stone-throwing attacks on zoo visitor, visitors going back decades. Okay. Okay, there's something more going on to this story here. So he's a favorite of the Crown Princess of Sweden, and he's been throwing stones at visitors for years. I think, I think that, I think this, I think they were allowed to escape as a pretext to attack the Swedish royal family. Man, you probably feel like talk about a ruined Christmas if you're the soldier who killed the queen's favorite ape. <laughs> <laughs> Well, some some uh, some rather somber news from the world of uh, animals uh, rounding out this year. But um, let's see what's uh, what's going on in the world of politics and the news. I guess like the uh, the big story uh, this week today was. I mean, look, I'm going to talk about this story because I'm a certified hater. But more revelations from uh, the Sam Bankman Fried arrest and uh, the fucking <laughs> our boy Big Sean McElwee and uh, the data for progress. It certainly seems like there could be a federal indictment sometime coming down off this because the allegations of a like a, a straw donor straw donations being uh, sort of I don't know distributed through data for progress from Sam Bankman Fried and uh, Fried and FTX doesn't look good here. I like uh, I like calling him Big Sean McElwee because it's like, oh, 
Data for Progress is polling in 2020 and 2022 was ass, 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 ass. You know, like the one big Sean song that everyone <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just imagining like uh, Sean McKelvey and uh, fucking Sam Bankman Fried talking on the phone like Sosa and Tony Montana. <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> betting money on on politics and shit. I mean, I don't know if these guys. I mean, it's like does does Adderall do this? Because I mean, like I don't know. It's just like the, the megalomania on display here is pretty insane. I think like, that was in any case of of just catastrophic hubris, uh, amphetamines definitely help because you just have no time to ever question yourself because you just have the pedal to the metal for every moment. That's why, yeah, uh, Aubrey McClendon is where it all ends up, where America and Americans all end up. If they're lucky, is they get to feel at least the agency of hitting the gas pedal when they smash their fucking uh, Lamborghini into a retaining wall. Oh, dude, God bless Aubrey. No, no billionaire is ever going to kill himself in such a cool way again. I mean, I hate to, it's just an aside. I hate to like talk about Elon Musk more, but it's like when he kills himself, he is purposely going to like go into a SpaceX rocket that he knows is going to blow up because he's going to have to make it look like an accident because yeah. he's too self-obsessed to like actually kill himself and have everyone know it. And he's going to dude, imagine the annoying shit he's going to say before one way or another, I'm going to make it to the stars. <laughs> he won't drive a car directly into a brick wall. Like our, our hero, Aubrey, <laughs> he did see, he took a bunch of lemons being named Aubrey and then made lemonade, <laughs> the coolest suicide ever. But um, no, yeah, I do. I think it's amphetamine abuse. One thing that I do think is funny about Sam Bankman fraud is that he is not even addicted to like Adderall. He's addicted to Concerta, which is the ADHD med you give to like kids who throw chairs at teachers. <laughs> it's not even like the overachiever amphetamine. That's like. Yeah, if you're in a non-standard classroom with desks that are designed specifically so that you can't throw them, you're on Concerta. <laughs> uh, but because I'm uh, because I'm a certified hater, there's just a, a one quote I want to share uh, about Sean McElwee. Uh, I'm just going to read a quote here. This was not just about directing donations to candidates. This was about Sean running a political strategy designed to shield crypto from government oversight so that crypto billionaires could continue to rip off working people, said Max Berger, a one-time McElvey ally and progressive strategist. Oh, damn. Betrayed like by that. Berger. Yeah. yeah. McElvey being betrayed by Berger has got to sting extra hard. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. The, the, the meat of this whole thing, right, is a like a lot of those can a lot of those candidates uh that were like David Shore, Sean McElwee, Data for Progress, their whole thing was that they were going to like they were gonna give the crypto industry like a regulatory bill that SBF essentially wrote. Right? Yeah. Like that that seems to be the thing. The thing that I actually think will potentially put Sean McElwee in jail is the straw donor thing. That is right. like the exact yeah. type of case that like SDNY or even just like New York DAs love because it, it's boring. And it also like it's a way for them to like go, to go after a Democrat who has fallen out of the fold like the Chuck Schumer doesn't give a shit about anymore. So they can look nonpartisan and like they're fighting corruption, even though Chuck Schumer showed up at Sean's. Yeah, fucking he was birthday out with the party. party. But yeah, uh, nah, I don't know him anymore. Who's that guy? <laughs> Right. Well, they, they had a falling out. Basically, they bricked so hard in 2020 that uh, Data for Progress like just pissed off a lot of Democratic establishment just through sheer incompetence, which is pretty amazing when you think about the people that still work for them. Yeah. But um, straw. I mean, Dinesh D'Souza went to jail for straw donor. Yep. Shit. Yeah. It's a it's a it's an easy it's an easy dunk on usually uh, just totally extraneous chumps and uh, that definitely fits uh, Sean. Yeah. So like we should go into like what the straw donor accusations are. Um, shout out to Carl Bayer for pointing this out. SBF gave data for progress $48,000, right? Yeah. Sean McElwee in turn gave $47,800 to candidates that SBF had already backed and had already maxed out to. 
A, pretty funny that his only cut was $200. Because he believed in it. It wasn't about the money. It's about being effectively altruistic. Yeah, yeah. Among those candidates were Max Frost, the new Zoomer congressman, the only open Kingdom Hearts congressman. (laughs) Uh, uh, Brother of Amber, believe it or not. (laughs) Brother of Amber. (laughs) They they come from a Kingdom Hearts family. Amber loves Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts candidate. This, This is the Zoomer congressional candidate who now, like, apparently can't rent a house in D.C. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, rent's too damn high. But yeah, and he, there, there was something about him, like you know, possibly running a common sense, uh, crypto regulation bill. But I mean, we'll see what happens now. I mean, that money is just completely tainted, and I imagine that Frost, along with all the other SBF candidates, are just gonna, you know, who's that? I don't know. A lot of people work for me. I don't know. I never met that guy. I don't really remember him. I mean, if if crypto keeps tanking, then there's just not going to be the money to to craft their own legislation. They're not going to be able to pay for it. You got it's pay it's pay for play, and they're not going to be able to pay. Yeah, I would give it a thirty percent chance of McElwee going to jail for the straw donor thing. I'm more interested in what happens to David Shore. Mm. More cool parties. More subtle <laughs> yeah, puddles. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> It does uh, seem a, like he has kept himself a little uh, m- more aloof and is probably going to, you know, not suffer legal consequences for it. So if that's the case, just just wait, wait the weeds a little bit. You'll be fine, because as long as you're as long as you are selling what people want to hear, yeah. you're, you're always oh, going to yeah. have a buyer. Uh, yeah. Shorism has a shorism has a strong future. Like, like don't do not short shorism right now. <laughs> Buy for the long term. Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, it's funny you talk about the uh, the 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 short and long term because there's just another detail here uh, about um, Mick Elwee's, um dislike of books because they tell you what you already want to know. However, there is one book that he was a fan of, and it. it, it uh, deals once again with long-termism. Uh, apparently at his parties, he would give out copies of this book by an Australian philosopher named Toby Ord called The Precipice, Existential Risk and the Future of Humanity. Y'all and read just, like, a book written by a fucking Toby? <laughs> you will oh not God. catch that happening to me. Look at my philosopher dog. He's an Australian named Toby. <laughs> I'm, never, I'm never making it to an enlightenment dog. <laughs> My my ontology going to jail for sure. <laughs> I, I just uh, I, I I just looked I just looked up this book, The Precipice, on uh, Amazon though, and I I just want I just want to read um the the jacket copy from it. Uh, it says here, this urgent and eye popping book makes the case that protecting humanity's future is the central challenge of our time, as opposed to like other times in history, <laughs> which protecting humanity was like not really seen as a worthy goal pursuing. Oh my god, I feel like I'm in a mindheads meeting from from <laughs> Bowfinger. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? But it says here, if all goes well, human history is just beginning. Our species could survive for billions of years, enough time to end disease, poverty, and injustice, and to flourish in ways unimaginable today. So, you know, Star Trek is could still happen if we get it right now. By directing <laughs> all money flows upward to the smartest geniuses in the world, who are the people who are best at computers. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, just, just think about this. Does this make sense to you on its face? We will achieve the world that we see in Halo, but better... <laughs> Because of a security that is a bunch of math equations that is used to buy cocaine on a MacBook. (laughs) That makes Um, sense. uh, It says, but this vast future is at risk. With the advent of nuclear weapons, humanity entered a new age where we face existential catastrophes, those from which we could never come back. Since then, these dangers have only multiplied from climate change to engineered pathogens and artificial intelligence. <laughs> Once again, artificial intelligence oh, is now on par with climate good. change and uh, n- nuclear Armageddon. The computers oh, just are just too, too good. Whenever, Eventually, well, one, everyone yeah. is, Fortnite will be so good, everyone, every human being will have a Fortnite skin that you can play. And at that point, Skynet becomes self-aware, and we're just on the battle bus. Humanities, we're, we're not coming off the island. yeah. Good luck doing the leftist dance, too. Um, whenever a tech guy uh, says that AI is one of the greatest challenges facing humanity, 
It's like when someone says one of their greatest weaknesses is that they care about others too much. Yeah. I just, I just, I'm a little bit of a workaholic and perfectionist. That's my biggest weakness. Oh yeah. One if of the scariest things is this thing I invented because I'm so smart. And like, I don't know. I like, but they keep saying that like AI is this like existential threat, but like, what's the, what's the, how do we combat it? Like the Butlerian Jihad? Do we start that now? Well, certainly do not we start- that. No, like none of these people are saying ter- uh, unplug. We need the to machines. attack computers on site. They're not saying that. They're doing the. They're saying the opposite. They need to. The, the people who have been raised up by the computer are the ones who should be given unchallenged control over all so- society. I just don't yeah. know how that squares. Yeah, we need a Zyrtec addict to give machines ethics. I guess <laughs> that's what it always comes down to. Uh, if only we, if only we could program Sam Bankman Fried to feel pain, then he might have everything. <laughs> Sam Bankman Fried watching someone shower. I know why you do that, but it's not something I can do myself. <laughs> Just slowly lowering himself into a bath at the end of the movie. <laughs> Water immediately turns black, like in a cartoon. <laughs> Uh, this thing, this whole thing was such a lifeline because, you know, if you're if you're Sean, you have that moment that we all had in uh, early Trump era of like, oh, my God, I get to uh, be personally successful in life and also uh, genuinely help make the world a better place. Holy crap. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. <laughs> holy shit. I can't believe it. I guess I've, I've won the, the 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 life jackpot at the end of history here. Uh, but then reality hits you in the face and it's like, Oh shit. Well, what am I going to do with my plan to, you know, cozy up to elected Democrats as a way to make the world better. Now that the transparent fraud of that has been exposed for everyone. I know I'm going to take a a philosophy that says, yeah, sure. You know, uh, every uh, structure is uh, reinforcing misery at every level. uh, But you know, there's hypothetical humans a billion years from now who might depend on all this misery. And you get to you get to square the circle again and get back to be a, a good person while having Chuck fucking Schumer show up at your birthday party. It's like it's like, like long termism is sort of like this this weird. Uh, I mean, talking about Star Trek again, it's just it's like this weird, like prime directive where like, oh, we, we can't solve any of the problems in the present. Because like it could interfere with some sort of timeline in the future in which in which Star Trek comes true. So we have to. We, we if Star Trek is going to come true. It's not going to be because we let the computer do whatever we wanted. It's going to be going to be because we all realized our need collectively as human fucking beings to take over the from the computer. Because if you let the computer do whatever it wants, it's going to strip everything out of Earth. It's going to. denude the planet of any value that is not profit because that's the only fucking algorithm that is operative it's the only it's the only programming that uh can survive nothing else can 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 test with it talk about talk about um you know nothing new being under the sun long-termism and this whole like the, the, the whole philosophy right down to shoreism which is really just you know at the end of the day clintonism or carvillism Uh, it, it is it is like a bunch of people who, you know, have some conscious memories of 1999, hoping for it to be real again, trying yeah. to make it so that the, the set of problems they're working on is similar to the set of problems that uh, their 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 predecessors in the late 90s worked on, uh, sort of like doing a cargo cult thing of trying to make things as outwardly good as they were or as we remember them in 1999 that the only problems we can think to work on are these existential ones, right? The, Cause everything else is history solved. problems. Yeah, exactly. Well, if we do shoreism and, you know, Democrats hold the executive branch forever, then we've essentially sh- solved everything. We get to be in 1999, you know, forever. Yeah. Just like Jack Donaghy wanted. Well, yeah. What is shoreism? Shoreism is, uh, you know, when your elected officials, uh, do things that people like and don't do things that people don't like. <laughs> What is that? Uh, it depends. Okay, great. Well, we're going to do that, and we're going to hold the executive branch forever, and then maybe, according to David Shore, over a 500-year period, uh, we'll win we the Senate. We get Medicare for and all. We, we, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll make something better than Medicare for all, but only in 700 years. But in that time, what we have to figure out are um, you know, how to make an infinite food supply, how to regrow oxygen in space, 
how to terraform how, how to terraform the moons of uh of Mars and give them electoral votes to further shorism. <laughs> it just I mean, it's a great way it's a great way to not live in this world hey, more than yeah. anything. Hey, Phobos well, be- is getting two senators before DC. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, it, it really it really does show the difference between uh, conserv- the young conservatives and the younger uh, Democrats here because they both sort of implicitly understand that the the political horizon is mass death of humans, large scale death of human beings in the next hundred years. Uh, uh, and the Republican youth, young people are like, uh, that's actually cool. And we should uh, organize our politics around making that experience pleasurable for the people who are going to carry it out. Whereas for the young Democrats who that's a little icky, they want to just kind of close their eyes and imagine that that's imagine past that. Like, okay, a hundred yeah. years, there'll be some unpleasantness, but at the end of it, we're going to have Star Trek, right? For the few rant, the few people left inside, uh, the, 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 the wire, like, um, the book for futures. Anyone remembers that one, the, the exterminationist, uh, end resulting in the, uh, final end of total, uh, post scarcity for all, because you've uh, solved the equation by just removing 7 billion integers. You know, Matt, that's actually pretty funny because that is basically how the Federation and Star Trek happens in the yes. Star Trek universe. Is like the 21st century is rough. <laughs> it's bad. The The bell riots have to happen for things to get better, folks. I mean, like that's my long-termist belief. Once we start putting the homeless into uh, exclusion zones in San Francisco and the bell riots happen, it'll it'll spur. Uh, I mean, we're on we're on the track one way or the other. It's a question of what are you going to do during the actual period, you know? And at least the, at least the right wingers have the answer to that I want to I want to wear the, the totem cop and I want to uh, man the drones because uh, I've I memed myself into thinking that that makes me uh, Charles Martel. Yeah, the, the elder the elder millennial delusion right over the future and mass death is the fantasy that the mass death is going to happen to us. Mm-hmm. That, you know, if you are like sort of in the Warren milieu or maybe to the left of that, you love, you love the idea that like, Oh, you know, well, my grandkids are going to get boiled by seawaters, even though that, you know, that would be the first time in, in history where (laughs) the first world bore the brunt of its crimes. Right. And it's just not, that's just not how it's going to happen. And I don't know, without opening up a whole can of worms, I, uh, I, 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 in, I, in general sort of stray away from hyper specific, uh, hyper comprehensive predictions of what it will be like, you know, X hundreds or thousands of years from now. I just, I, I don't think we quite know one way or the other, but suffice to say, I do not think that, you know, uh, Chicago, Illinois will be drowning in toxic boiling seawater. Mm -hmm. Um, the right the right wingers, as Matt said, their whole thing is getting front row seats to seeing the climate refugee boats get gunned down. Yeah, like that is that is the exciting future. Uh, just uh, one last thing on uh, Big Sean here. There's a quote going around where uh, quoting Sean where he just says, "I'm like Radiohead for donors." You can't really explain why I'm good, but everyone knows that I'm good at it. And I just got to say, like, if he wasn't on cocaine, then, like, this is even funnier because, I mean, (laughs) he's just like staggering out of one of his happy hours, like, say goodbye to the bad guy. (laughs) My fucking my polls are so my data is so polluted. I can't even predict the midterm. She can't even win in New York because her polls are so polluted. <laughs> it's like, buddy, you are not even five seconds of summer for donors. Uh, oh, actually, this is this is another. Uh, as long as you're talking about uh, fraud, uh, have you guys been following this story about the uh, <laughs> the the, uh, the New York Republican who just got elected in the, the midterms? <laughs> who's like entire it, like entire life story is just an open fraud. Like ev- every single him. thing on his resume that he ran for Congress and got elected on was this guy is like a fugitive in Brazil where he's from. And I got to say, I'm with you, Felix. This is an American success story. I love this guy. I love that nobody in the New York media thought to fucking investigate any of this shit. And then when called on it. 
it. Our boy, our boy from so long ago, Mikey Barbs, Mikey Barbaro said it was like in part of this Twitter thread where he was like, it's shocking how entitled to scoops people feel. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Turtles think Mikey do Barbs said that, but he was their, just uh, he was basically scoops, saying okay? like, if you wanted to find out about uh, Santos's <laughs> many crimes and frauds, you should have investigated it yourself rather than haranguing journalists for not doing it. Dude. I love Mikey, but I, I, it's like, I'm glad to see success hasn't changed him. Mikey Barbs, you know, in, in the years since we met him, has become a superstar podcaster. I mean, oh my superstar. God. He is He's the biggest God. name. And, and, yeah. Yeah. Mark the Maron Daily who? is like the fucking biggest show, biggest podcast there is, or one of them. Dude, if you did a daily live show, it would have to be in an arena. My man is huge. <laughs> But it'd be like the, the crowds old... in Buenos Aires for the fucking World Cup players coming home. Yeah, he would he would do an Altamont with like women's marchers beating up the crowd. He's he's <laughs> awesome. But success hasn't changed him. He's still the same old Mikey. Well, I mean, yeah, it has this... changed him. Apparently, he's not gay anymore. <laughs> married a that woman. Would, that is crazy. I mean, <laughs> like, God bless the man. I just want to know how that went down. But um, that's, that's a rare that's a rare That's lateral a rare move in mid mid midlife. Yeah, god damn. Uh, sign of the time. There are plenty but, of guys who have been married for like decades who are just like, oh, I'm gay now. Oh, I wonder what. Else, he, but, do you think he was just like? Do you think he was like? I don't know. He went to church dude. with Ross Douthat, his buddy. Yeah, Ross Douthat was that, his best man. So Ross Douthat did the first ever successful conversion therapy. That's yeah, incredible. it's it's impressive. Hats off to him. Wow, but um. Yeah, he um, success has not changed him, but this guy George Santos is like he's like Barry Lyndon. He's like you know what I mean. Like he he's like like there aren't criminals like this anymore. Like he's a scoff law. It's not just that he's like a thief and a liar. It's that he's like had to flee multiple countries and principalities due to his lies. Like his uh, his types of crimes are like promising an elephant for the viceroy and accepting the deposit and not delivering. He's a, he, like if, if they ever if they ever persecute this guy, he's not going to be like arrested by the NYPD. He's going to be like you know it, it'll be letters of mark like a, a, a privateer. A privateer will have to apprehend him. He's a, a real old timey uh, figure, but he he's made get it attained he, by the crown. <laughs> he's going to be impressed into service. He's going to, have to work for the Prussian military. What a guy! Yeah, no, yeah exactly. <laughs> impressed into service in the Prussian military, and then uh, Congressman George Santos killed in a duel by his stepson over the properties. He, he fleeced out of his widow, his widowed mother. Uh, how I acquired the style and title of Long Island Republican Congressman. Says uh, George Santos, whose election to Congress on Long Island last month hope Republicans clinch a narrow majority in the House of Representatives, built his candidacy on the notion that he was the full embodiment of the American dream and was running to step yes. out of brother. That absolutely. is not cap at all. That, that is guy not is a absolutely. lie. That's the surest thing anyone has ever said. <laughs> his campaign facts. biography ampl amplified his storybook journey. He is the son of Brazilian immigrants and the first openly gay Republican to win a House seat as a non-incumbent. By his account, he catapulted himself from a New York City public college uh, from New York City from a New York City public college to become a seasoned Wall Street financier and investor with a family-owned real estate portfolio of thirteen properties and an animal rescue charity that saved more than twenty-five hundred dogs and cats. But a New York Times review of public documents and court filings from the United States and Brazil, as, where as well as various attempts to verify claims that Mr. Santos, 34, made on the campaign trail, calls into question key parts of his resume that he sold to voters. Citigroup and Goldman Sachs, the marquee Wall Street firms on Mr. Sam Santos's campaign biography, told the Times they had no record of him ever working there. That is so crazy. Disagree. You can put Goldman Sachs on like uh, your political campaign resume and then nobody ever just, hey, did this guy ever work for you? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know what? <laughs> what have we always told listeners, though? I feel like we have told listeners this so much on job applications. Just lie. Make it up. Haven't yes. we said that? They're not yeah. going to check. They will not check. This is exhibit A here. Just fucking say whatever you need. And it's like, you know, I would have not previously have assumed this about um, running for office, but apparently no one will check that. Either. No one's going to check that shit. Go for it.
You want to be so in Congress? Crazy. Believe in yourself. It's like also they're not getting this guy out of here. Oh like, no! Once you're yeah. in, you're in. You know. It says here. Uh, at the same time, new revelations uncovered by the Times, including the omission of key information on Mr. Santos's personal financial disclosures and criminal charges for check fraud in Brazil, have the potential to create ethical and possibly legal challenges once he takes office. Mr. Santos did not respond to repeated requests from the Times that he furnish either documents or a resume with dates that would help substantiate the claims he made on the campaign trail. He also declined to be interviewed, and neither his lawyer nor Big Dog Strategies, a Republican-oriented political consulting group that handles crisis management, responded to a detailed list of questions. Big Dog Strategies. Come on, Big Dog! <laughs> big Sean the, Strategies. Should I hire no, it's it. It's the big dogs from the shirt. They retired from show yeah. business and got into their true passion. <laughs> I mean, okay, so uh, legal challenges, I don't really agree with. We're not extraditing this guy to Brazil. No. That's not happening. No. Ethical challenges, I mean, okay, come on. Like, think of all the stuff that we've seen the Republican caucus let slide. And, the, like, the, like, this is the guy that they're going to be like, we're better than this. Yeah. The guy who who uh, lied about every detail and is like, well, he's not hurting anyone, you know? Yeah. Or, I mean, I, well, I accept all the investors he, will. he rooked out of money, but who cares? Who yeah, cares? I mean, shit. Well, I mean, listen to this. One, one of the, one of the, uh, the crooked ventures he was involved in was something called Harbor City. Uh, regionally took on a new role of Harbor City Capital, a Florida-based investment company. So, like, a any company that is described as a Florida-based and investment you can, is crime. That's, yeah, just that's just fraud. That, that's crime. There is Money there is no legitimate business that is like headquartered in Florida. Like if your LLC files in the state of Florida, it's a it's a it's a criminal enterprise. Yeah. But listen to this. Sorry, real quick. It just says it says here. This is why I don't feel bad for any of the one anyone he stole money from is because it says Harbor City, which attracted investors with YouTube videos and guarantees of double digit returns. So mm. I mean, this is just this this, this is just this is just pigeon. This is just pest control here. If you're yeah, <laughs> I, okay. First of all, guaranteeing double-digit returns, no one except scams do that. Even yeah. the best-run hedge funds in the world are like, "Hey, this is risky." Uh, second of all, okay, if you put your money into something called Harbor City, what the fuck? That is like the literal translation of a of a place in China. What Harbor City is is just not. It's not a phrase that works. I I I I, I mean. I am not putting my money anywhere that isn't two Jewish guys' last names. I'm sorry. <laughs> Harbor City, I, I guarantee you, was probably like, yeah, like a, a Ponzi scheme to recruit people to invest or like buy properties that are currently owned by manatees in Florida. It's just like some yeah. sort of like Everglades wildlife preserve. We just got to evict the manatees. It's easy. Yeah, Harbor City so is slow. where... Harbor City is where Jack Lemon worked in before. <laughs> I'm telling you now, these these new lots in, in Harbor City, you, you got to get in there. These manatees, they're, they're selling at any price, cash. <laughs> manatees, they're just lonely. They just want to talk to people. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I've yet to see anything really that bad this guy has done, but. <laughs> I, 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 is, did he do but, something truly terrible? No, I mean, it's not like you said, like he's like Barry Lyndon. He's swag as fuck. <laughs> he's cool he's as awesome. hell. Yeah. You think he's like um, even gay? Oh man, that'd be uh, so funny. You think funny he's sort of a Pete Buttigieg situation going on here? That would be hilarious. If I, Republicans are now getting in on this, getting on the action, like be like the, there's some cachet in being, I'm the gay Republican. Well, it's just like, I mean, it, it really gets lost now because of like, you know, the disgusting, like, you know, groomer thing, but in 2016 and even like into some of the Trump years, a big thing was to have sort of like a, a younger sort of telegenic, cool gay Republican. Yeah. Uh, and, and the infamous photo of Trump holding the pride flag because the, the rationale was like, A, you know, hey, we're not your 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 dad's Republican Party. And B, uh, oh, well, I'm gay, but I'm a Republican because Democrats want to, you know, uh, let ISIS members emigrate and kill all the gay people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, jo Josh Hallway missed that fucking lane when he got married. 
Hey, everybody. This is Chris editing the episode on a Thursday, the day after it was recorded. Uh, I feel compelled to pop in here and say that just today, the Daily Beast has published an article saying that George Santos had a undisclosed previous marriage to a woman that he divorced in 2019. So uh, the boy's instincts on this one, as usual, were correct. <laughs> but we'll yeah. see how that bet pays off. And do you see Hallway this week talking about he's like, oh, uh, uh, to the young men in the audience, I got some advice to you. Get off the computer. Put away the porn. Go ask a real lady out on a date. And hey, you ask her. Don't wait for her to ask. He's given like relationship advice. He's given he's given strong Keno day game tactics. To fucking, he's like, uh, tr- trust me, fellas. Try women. It worked for me. I'm cured. I feel like we've seen video of what happens when a Josh Hallway fan tries to court a woman in real life and it's that body cam footage of the guy who went into the girl's apartment with a boombox. <laughs> That's the only guy who listened to him and that was the result. But seriously though, fellas, have you tried women? Have you tried have you tried this? You check it out? You should check it out. I've been meaning to check it out for a while now. But um get a group together. Just check out check out girls. All right. Uh, how about to, well, you know, look, let's round up the show today. It's like, as I said, I opened the show. It's the Christmas season. And obviously this could be a very, a very joyous time of year, but for a lot of people it could also be a stressful time of year because of traveling, but also gift buying. You know, Felix, you're, you're a good gift buyer. You know, you, you got all your gifts ready. A lot of people are shopping up to the last moment. So I thought, I thought I'd share with you now, our listeners, some holiday gift ideas. And these, these are holiday gift ideas, courtesy of Politico magazine. Headline, wondering what to get your never Trump cousin? We've got you covered. So if anyone has never Trump oh. cousins out there, and I'm always wondering, what do I get them for Christmas? What do I, what do I buy them? I don't know. How about, how about a set like, of balls? How about, how about, how about never, love for America? Just going, going by what I know about statistics and econometrics, I would say you have a maybe one in 10 million shot of having a, one, a never Trump cousin. <laughs> But what do you get them if you do? You know, and so, so pleased to share with you now the Politico's 2022 holiday gift guide. This is a, one of the most rancid things I've ever, <laughs> I've ever encountered. Oh, God, uh, it begins. Awful. It's hard to tell when the holiday season officially begins in Washington. Is it after the elections, which feel like they never end? The lighting of the White House Christmas tree? Or do we wait with bated breaths until the passage of the annual omnibus spending bill? If you've been busying yourself with work and paying too much attention to the congressional calendar to buy those plane tickets home or dust off the decorations in the attic, and now the kids are waiting for their presents like politicians waiting for precinct returns, we get it. Some of our readers, we imagine, are probably trying to avert a government shutdown. But if, even if that's the case, you can't show up to a holiday party empty-handed. Not to worry, we've put together the perfect gift guide for the, one, for the politically obsessed D.C. dwellers in your life. And even for that one cousin who always asks how things are going in the swamp. Disclaimer, Ooh, okay. these, not, these gifts are not guaranteed to fix America's or your family's partisanship, but they are guaranteed to be memorable. Okay, well, you know, obviously the premise and um, overall content and gist of this article is all, you know, just repulsive. But I do like that it's sort of written in the style of Lights, Camera, Jackson. <laughs> so like a lot of his verbiage and phraseology yes. uh, doctor doctor give me the news I got a bad case of abortion doctor strange <laughs> uh, let's see here okay for okay this for, first gift here this gift is for your aunt who's a self-described member of the K-Hive what, what, okay, I felt, okay, Matt Felix, if you had a K Hive aunt, what would you get her for Christmas? Zans, obviously. Just a big, <laughs> Bills. giant, uh, <laughs> like one of those uh, novelty wine glasses that's supposed to co- fill in, uh, contain an entire bottle, but just filled with Zans. I think they would love that. How about your own I pill get, press? I would get uh, my, if I had a K Hive aunt, I would get her the addresses and uh, routes to work that several journalists take. <laughs> That she thinks have been unfair to Kamala. Uh, I'd be like, here's where, here's where like Ross Barkin eats lunch. <laughs> she's like, she's always been unfair to her. Uh, those would be excellent presents, but Politico recommends that you get your K-Hive aunt 
Veep, the complete series on DVD. Vice no, President Kamala Harris no. has drawn uncanny. It says, hold on. Vice President Kamala Harris has drawn uncanny comparisons to Selena Meyer, Julia Louise Dreyfus' character in the TV series Veep. Any resemblance to reality is pure coincidence. That's only $83. You can have the complete series of Veep to give to your K-Hive aunt because I know, you know, uh, she might, uh, K-Hivers must get a kick out of that wacky Selena Meyer and how, uh, how uncannily accurate its portrayal of a, a female politician like Kamala Harris is. Okay, Veep is like one of my favorite shows. It's an amazing show. It, it's incredible. I love Veep. I, I love it so much. I can talk endlessly about it. That is like, but like, <laughs> you're giving it to someone who loves Kamala Harris. Here's seven amazing seasons about how this hyper ambitious woman, this vice president who is not in politics for any other reason, but the singular pursuit of power. Here's how she destroys herself as a person and how that <laughs> pursuit is utterly empty. And she ruined her life and ruined the life of those around her. It's very yeah. like bleak black comedy. Yeah, here's hey, seven this, seasons of some of the best American comedy writing and political satire, all based around the idea that the person you idolize is a soulless moron. A monster whose children, whose whose daughter will like celebrate the day she dies. <laughs> like what? that's a terrible gift for a Kamala Stan. She'll probably go after you. Okay, the next the next gift, the next gift to buy is for your friend who works for the feds. What would you get a friend who works for the feds? I mean, same presents we get all of ours in our secret Santa every year. <laughs> same presents I buy you every year, yeah. I, w I would get you Veep on uh, DVD. I know <laughs> <laughs> uh, your friend who works for the fed, works for the feds, a Bartlett for America mug. Sure, uh, it's not that exciting, but oh binging the West Wing is basically a prerequisite to becoming a true DC bureaucrat. And it's under $20 the maximum for gifts that federal employees can accept from outside interests. Only seventeen seventy-seven. a Bartlett for America mug for your friend. Well, when they say friend who works for the feds, I was assuming it meant like FBI or CIA. Yeah. Agent, not like, like fucking you know, department of the interior agriculture or some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Bartlett no, I, weights and measures. If, if, if you went to, if you work for the FBI or DEA and you went to work with your Bartlett for America mug, you're going to be the first guy to get Pat Tillman on desk duty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you would get fragged so quick they would call it they would call you names that no one could record uh next up uh this is a gift for your relative who calls himself a bernie bro in parentheses oh still. Okay, okay so bernie bernie bro present what are they suggesting you know it, that parka, those mittens, and a trusty folding chair. No one will forget that fashion look from the Biden inauguration. Or if I, I've like already forgotten it. <laughs> yeah. But it says, or if you don't like him enough for a $220 parka, a cute ornament would do. $274 for the getup or $8 for the ornament. So like they're just they're giving you out here whether you whether you hate the uh, the Bernie loving bro in your life. And either you want to get them an expensive parka or a piece of shit Christmas ornament. Well, okay, I'm the folding chair. Yeah, imagine buy like some of the folding, folding. Well, chair this weapons. is like steal this look. You got to have the chair involved in it. Imagine like pissing off your entire family, like dragging this folding chair in, trying to fit it under the tree, wrap it, making somebody put it in their car, drive home with it over like and in almost like <laughs> like a two year old meme. <laughs> yeah, just like completely inconvenient, shitty part of this gift. It's like getting somebody a highly involved left shark costume. <laughs> I think you should get the Bernie bro. I think I think how about this? I think you should get the Bernie bro in, in your life. Um, the gift of listening. Get them get them the, some audio books so they can sit their ass down and listen to women talk. Yeah. Or a job application. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up for your Trump loving cousin back home. What would you get a uh, a, a Trump-loving family member? Um, I would get them copies of the indictments against Chrissy Teigen, John Legend, Wayne <laughs> Newton, and all the other evil celebrities. <laughs> uh, Politico uh, advises you to buy them uh, this very cool, very normal, liberal tears flavored MAGA claw tumbler. This is okay, a liberal tears mm. flavored MAGA claw tumbler. And I just have to like go to the product description of this. It says this is just like a a stainless steel like uh, like cozy 
or, or like uh, for white claws or I don't know. It's, it's just a cup that looks like a white claw, but it has Trump's face on it at doing the salt bay move and facial expression. And it's called MAGA claw liberal tears. That's a, uh, that's a uh, only $23, $27 for that uh, wonderful Christmas gift. I've always been that, a fan of a- the liberal tears thing because you're you're saying like I want to I want to consume the bodily fluids of my political enemies. That's a weird thing to want to even to want to dem- to demonstrate to the world. It's not normal. I'm sorry. Yeah, it seems like you could get hepatitis that way. It's gross. It's, there, it's um, not sanitary. That's for sure. I don't know where the fuck those tears have been. Yeah. Also, I mean, doesn't every Trump guy like has a stupid thing like that? Like the point of a gift is to get someone something that like. You know, it's either like too ostentatious or too like out there that someone would still love but would never think to buy themselves. Yeah, right. These guys have all the liberal tears and liberal cum objects that they could ever want. Yeah, you yeah. basically get that when you register as a Republican. They give you like a fucking stupid like liberal tears mug. Yeah. Instead, yeah, you should get them like I don't know a cameo from Stephen Crowder or like that, yeah. There you go. Now we're talking. Oh, my God. Yeah. See if you could get like one of the empty McDonald's boxes from the handsome hamburger party like that, like that type of thing. Like, I I love getting people in my this is an insight to my real life. This isn't a joke. I love a lot of the times to get people like historical presents for things that they like, like just as an ancillary to like the main gift or gifts. One thing that was a big hit with my, you know, my family that is um, first degree libtarded you know, like myself, I got them WPA prints, you know, they look not too expensive, really fun. They loved them Uh, for a conservative. You could get them like a John McNaughton painting, you know, or just like like a frame frame McNaughton poster, a frame McNaughton, like Trump crossing the Delaware. That's a good or Trump crossing the swamp. That's a good one. Yeah. Or my favorite John McNaughton is the one where it's just Obama holding a constitution that's burning and pointing at it with, an evil look in his eye. Oh, that one's awesome. So I'm yeah, like, already so, doing better than the Politico gift guide here because you know, I mean, these these are gag gifts. You know, the, no, this, these are going to make no one happy. But I mean, that's yeah. the whole point about. Uh, I mean, like, I guess if you well, have see, that's and the key though. Isn't that the key DC, to politics? It's a compromise. Yeah. A good compromise is one that makes no one happy. Just like uh, <laughs> the, all the gifts I got you for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the next uh, the next one, I guess, says, says uh, your college friend who's suspiciously sparse LinkedIn says she works as an international affairs specialist and analyst. Okay, I love so how specific spoof. this is. We all we've all had that one college friend who uh, <laughs> is an international affairs specialist. You know, did you hate it when your college friends is LinkedIn's are a bit sparse and you uh, begin to wonder whether there's some kind of assassin? It yeah, says here so- the anodyne title and variations thereof is known in D.C. circles as code. For working in intelligence services. So by this person, a chic passport cover from Leatherology is the perfect gift for their ahem, travels. See, you can have a, a real a real passport cover for your many fake passports. This is awesome because like now a bunch of spies are going to die in real life because their dumbass Politico reader friend friends and family gave them Got all the, the same passport luggage. cover. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy in like Iranian intelligence is reading this article and he's like, oh, okay, that's how, that's how we know. <laughs> they, all, they all have the same the American spies hung. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the guy the guy in Gru is like, wait, from Leatherology? What kind of stupid ass name is that? The guy's like, I don't know. Just instantly poisoning like seventy-five people in Moscow. <laughs> Every American going to the Moscow airport, Moscow airport with the leatherology leather tag on it, is getting fucking uh, tipped, getting shot with a polonium tipped pen. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, tough luck. Uh, tough, uh, tough luck <laughs> if you already had one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, next up is. For your sister who just started law school, determined to someday reverse Dobbs, and they recommend hmm. for your sister who's angry about um, <laughs> abortion rights being uh, eviscerated in this country, get them this subtle enough for school T-shirt. A nod to the year Roe was decided. It's just a T-shirt that says 1973 on it. What? Oh, That's cool. <laughs> Always look backward. That's the key to being a good progressive. But like, 
I mean, like, this this is the one that's, like, uh, kind of offensive because it's just like, hey, yeah, if your family member who uh, is a woman worried about the future of abortion rights in this country, get them a cool throwback T-shirt that reminds them of a time when abortion was legal in America. It's like one of those T-shirts that have, like, you know, like all the members of the Wu-Tang Clan and, like, Helvetica font in a period. It's just like, you know, uh, Jane Doe, Dobbs, (laughs) (laughs) Lawrence Vita, all the cool Supreme Court cases that are about to be decided. It's also like a, 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 a just a T-shirt for Christmas. Yeah, I don't know political yeah. readers were so fucking broke. Yeah, this is what a bunch uh, of by losers. The way, it's, a, it's a forty-five dollar T-shirt too, dude. If you get your sibling, if you okay, if you if you're reading Politico, chances are you're like at least pretty solidly middle class. If you only spend forty-five dollars on a sibling's Christmas gift, you are going to Christmas hell. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, next up is I uh, want to get your uncle who just has some doubts about the results of the 2020 election. Uh, mm. You should get them a book called What You Need to Know About Voting and Why, a book by law professor Kimberly Weil that serves as a field guide to elections. Or if you don't Ooh, mind homework. a little drama at the party, get him Peril by Bob Woodward and Robert Costa. So yeah, th- this is yeah, this is gonna win over your um, election denying uncle is a book by some woman woman law professor called What You Need to Know About Voting and Why It Matters. That is so no, fuck that. Get fucking them. stupid. See, Holy these are all fuck. these are all get these are all gifts to get people you hate in your life. Yeah. But I suppose well, like passive yeah. aggressive ways to not have to get them gifts next year. Yeah. Like if you don't like if you don't like your MAGA uncle, like totally within your right, but like you think you're gonna change his mind, like, oh, it's an expert? An expert on voting wrote this? Oh, I'll change my <laughs> mind. Yeah, that's how it works. He th- he thinks that fucking like half of all celebrities are holograms because they all got beheaded. <laughs> like, oh, he he doesn't give a shit about someone's fucking Yale law credentials. If you if, if you want like an actual gift that he would like, I mean, you can get him like I don't know. I'm sure there's like a big and rich theme park. You could get him like tickets to that. <laughs> there's some stupid shit that he would actually like. Uh, 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 it's, okay, I'm gonna run through the the next ones kind of quick because I mean, God, this is this is repellent. Uh, you should get the hill turn in your life. A Lammy fountain pen for all those notes they'll take at the very important hearings that a member of Congress sends them to. Or get them the classic youthful uh, Raven backpack. You know, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. The, the sort of Scandinavian backpacks they have a fox on oh, them. Yeah. You know, they're kind of cool backpacks. Uh, then it says the Gen Z relative who's coming of age. Uh, you should get them an ember heated smart mug to keep their coffee or tea hot when they forget about it while doing their remote desk job. So that's just a coffee mug. I mean... It's a mug that keeps, it's just like, I don't know, like a temperature controlled mug. That's, God damn. Yeah. If you a, added up the value of all these gifts, it would be like under, <laughs> under $100. God. This is and then just, finally, man. Oh, sorry. Like the second to last, the, the, what to get the never Trump Republican in your life. It's another oh, t-shirt. Go. It's a t-shirt from the Lincoln Project. <sighs> it's a t-shirt from the Lincoln Project that says run, Donnie, run. But it says, but under, but like right next to run, it says run from the J6 committee, from the free press, <laughs> from the DOJ, from the FCDA, from the IRS, from accountability, from us. It's a Lincoln Project t-shirt for $30. God, it's like you're being brutal. cheap and getting ripped off at the same time. I wouldn't even nut into that fucking t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even wipe my soiled bed sheets with that piece of shit gift. And then finally, this maybe this is the most offensive one. Uh, what to get any justice on the Supreme Court? Uh, a book called Ejaculate Responsibly by Gabrielle Blair. A book that argues that it makes more sense to target men for contraception rather than women. Blair has been on a quest to flood the justices with the book, asking readers of her blog to ship them directly to their chambers. So far, 108 copies have been delivered, including 25 to Amy Coney Barrett, 22 to Brett Kavanaugh, and three to each of the liberal justices. Uh, listeners, if you're looking to send something through the mail to a Supreme Court justice, uh, <laughs> let's just say, let's just say, a book is uh, not not a very good Christmas gift, especially one called Ejaculate Responsibly. I don't know. I think it's going to work. I think only, I think Amy Coby Bryant's going to be like, <laughs> she's going to need bathroom reading material someday. And she's going to pick one of those off the giant pile of them. She has, cause they keep sending them to her. 
and then she's going to come out uh, with a whole other idea on the on the subject. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, she doesn't oh, even need oh, to have a whole like, other idea on the subject. She just needs to invent a male birth control pill. Problem solved. Yeah. I just love the idea of like sending that to her, and the subtext is like, "Stop squirting, you gross bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I had Amy Coney Barrett in my Amy. house. She was squirting everywhere. She's so nasty. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Hey, she, don't send her the book about ejaculating responsibly. Send it to the leader of the weird Catholic cult she was groomed into from day one of her life. <laughs> yeah. So uh, those are some horrible presents to get horrible people in your life. I, gu- I guess these are pretty good if you like just hate the shit out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in, in that event, sure. And if you live in D.C., you probably do. And they hate you. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, just uh, have yourself a hateful Christmas, everyone. <laughs> I think uh, that does it for us for uh, till the end of the year, probably. No, we'll be back on Monday. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, good luck traveling tomorrow, everyone. Um, and have a have a great holidays. Bye bye. Bye bye. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Right down Santa Claus Lane. Seen them dancing and all his reindeers pulling on the reins. Santa Claus comes tonight. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right by Santa Claus.